0: Welcome back to the Wind Daily Podcast for today, September 9th, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. Uh, here along with Dan Weir, one of our DFS pros, who you can always uh, chat one-on-one with on our Slack channels on game days and before Monday Night Football as part of your premium gold membership here on Wind Daily. Uh, Dan, very busy day of uh, Sunday football. Now we got two two games one seems exciting, and one doesn't.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the Broncos and Raiders game doesn't look quite as appealing, but yeah, we gotta should have an offensive shootout between uh, the Houston Texans and uh, New Orleans Saints.
0: Yeah, I don't know if necessarily going to be an offensive shootout because both these teams are capable of playing good defense. Uh, but if there's going to be a shootout, it's more likely of the two. Uh, the Saints have a very good defense, uh, very good running game. Uh, both teams have good quarterbacks, but uh, look, the Texans lost to Clowney, but, uh, you know, the uh, the Saints have a good offensive line.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure how the uh, the changes on the defensive side, if it's going to really affect them too much. I know during Jadavian's clown, uh, Jadavian Clowney's tenure in Houston, uh, he dealt with injuries off and on, so I feel like that defense is used to handling the load without him. So I do think they'll be okay on that side of the football.
0: Now, if we're going to, we have four quarterback selections tonight, and I'm looking specifically at DraftKings. But, you know, I figure one of the two quarterbacks has to come from the Houston-New Orleans games. You look at uh, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees. Watson is 6,800. Brees is 6,200. You could try, try to throw money out there in a GPP with multiple lineups, With Derek Carr at 5,400 or Joe Flacco at 51, I'd be more inclined to use Carr than I would Flacco, although Flacco could surprise. Uh, If you have to pick between Watson or Breeze, though, uh, I always lean towards the dual threat quarterback. You know, Watson uh, now has better protection with the trade for Laramie Tunzel here. Uh, He's more likely to break the pocket and throw. Drew Brees did play well down the stretch last year as this team became more of a running and defense kind of team. Brees was a great fantasy quarterback when he was fling the ball all over the yard, but they don't need him to do that necessarily anymore. I don't expect a completely high scoring game, but I think it'll be moderate scoring where it's like 27-24, something like that. I'm not expecting these teams to score in the 30s, although it could happen, Dan, uh, but if I had to lean towards one, I'd go with Watson 6,800 on DraftKings. But if you need to save a few hundred, I'm okay with Breeze. How are you feeling about the four quarterback selections?
1: Uh, I'm pretty much right on, uh, on par with, with where you stand, Scott. I think that uh, Deshaun Watson probably offers the highest upside of any quarterback on the slate. Uh, at 6,800, he will be the most popular, but like you said, he's got that dual-threat capability, uh, so, so the run, the running side for him is a, is a big boost. Um, if I have to go with some of those lower-end guys, I think that uh, Joe Flacco will probably go overlooked, and he he probably is the worst option, but he tends to have uh, one game a year where he really blows up, So, and this one might be the one with uh, a lot of question marks on that Oakland Raiders defense.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, football's a game of emotion, and Flacco I think has a lot to prove. He was kind of ticked off that the team drafted Drew Locke. He's like, "I'm not going to teach this kid," etc. And if you look at wh- any defense that is most exploitable tonight, it is the Raiders.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. They they just they got a lot going on. Uh, you know, in the the weeks leading up to this uh, first game for them. Uh, dealing with all this stuff with Antonio Brown, I think how they come out tonight and how they play tonight is going to determine really how they're going to be the rest of the season. Uh, whether they come out with a chip on their shoulder and they're ready to play and they want to prove everyone wrong, that they can do it without this uh, huge missing offensive piece. Um, but it, they've, got, they've got a lot to handle. This Denver Broncos does have a formidable defensive line. They have a, a good couple of linebacker pieces, but they do have some weaknesses in their secondary.
0: Yeah, uh, everybody always talks about the old chip on the shoulder, uh, but have you ever actually seen anybody with a chip on their shoulder?
1: I have never seen anyone with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, maybe after some Sunday football and uh, eating some tortilla chips, that's about it.
0: do T- T- you know where the phrase chip on your shoulder comes from? Do I know where it comes from? No. No, well, according to what Google tells me, and Google is your friend, it comes from a 19th century U.S. practice of spoiling for a fight by carrying a chip of wood on one shoulder, daring others to knock it off.
1: That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I've always used it in the context of you know that this team's coming in with something to prove. They 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 want to get the media off their back, uh, and this is the, this is the game to do it, man. This is a this is a big rivalry game in the AFC West, um, but I do have the Broncos taking this one, only in a two and a half point spread uh, on this one. Uh, I tend to favor the Broncos just because they got. It seems like they have things a little bit uh, together more than the Raiders do.
0: Alvin Kamara is 8,500 going against the Houston Texans, uh, easily the highest price on the slate. Do You have to have Alvin Kamara in your in your lineup to, tonight in order to be, be able to compete. You know, in a GPP. So, if you're or, or is he just going to be too too widely owned?
1: I think I think the main thing with tonight being a two-game slate is you want to differentiate your lineup as much as possible. And with Alvin Kamara in your lineup, uh, he makes it very predictable. He's a high-salary guy. You're not going to be able to pair him yeah. with you know uh, uh, Hopkins and Thomas, guys like that. So for me, a good pivot to Kamara, which I'm, I'm not I'm not playing down the Kamara play. He's a great play tonight. Uh, but a possible pivot would be to Latavius Murray, uh, who we can assume will see, uh, you know, a good bit of red zone touches tonight. Uh, that's how he's been utilized in offenses he's played for in the past.
0: You can really save a lot of money doing that. Uh, oh yeah,
1: on 44. DraftKings.
0: Yeah, in DraftKings, he's less than half the price.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I love, I love the spot that he's in tonight. Uh, he looked, he looked good in the preseason. Um, I love him in the red zone. He can definitely vulture a couple of touchdowns, especially if they get close to the goal line. I think they'll look to, to run the ball inside against a defensive line who's obviously missing uh, one of the biggest pieces they've had in the past.
0: Yeah, Clowney was a big run stopper. And uh, you know, Murray is different than Mark Ingram. You know, he's he's an upright, powerful back. You know, I think he, believe he, uh, he's 6'4". And near the goal line, he's one of the best backs in the league. Still, Kamara's going to get his. You know, I expect uh, maybe a few less touchdowns than last year because Ingram really wasn't much of a vulture as Murray can be. Uh, you know, but Murray's also got some unusual speed for a big guy, too. So I think some people wrote him off, you know, in seasonal leagues, but he's definitely going to have a role.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. He he comes out as one of the top value plays for me tonight.
0: If I'm going to pivot, though, I'm going to go to Duke Johnson. Uh, 6,000, and I think the Texans are going to give him the chance that the the, uh, the Browns never did to be the workhorse back that he was during his college days. No, I agree 100%. And, and yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like, uh, I'm sorry, I'll let you agree there in a second. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just uh, Duke Johnson is a guy that, Really, Deshaun Watson hasn't had this kind of weapon before where, you know, okay, they got tons of, but what about the rest of the offensive line? If the pocket collapses, he doesn't have to take off on every play. Now he can he can toss it to Duke Johnson. I think the Texans are going to give him the chance to show that he can be that lead feature back. Because when you acquire Carlos Hyde's insurance, you're basically saying, look, we really don't want to go to our backup. So, try to run with this thing, Duke, because we really don't want to go to call our side. Uh, so, I, I believe he'll get a chance to get a lot of touches tonight. And, uh, you know, I think there's some upside there in the GPP, too.
1: Oh, big time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He's, he's actually – I'm leaning uh, towards a lock with Duke Johnson, Jr. Um, he, he's got a lot to prove. He's finally got a chance to have a feature role feature, feature back uh, with this offense. And uh, Deshaun Johnson or Deshaun Watson uh, took the most hits of any other quarterback in the NFL last year. Uh, he dealt with a lot of injuries because of it—the uh, the ribs, ankle injuries, etc. Um, so that gives him a nice, uh, a nice dump-off guy in the backfield. And like you said, he's not going to have to worry about you know running the
0: ball every time the pocket collapses. Yeah. Now, while well, we got Philip Lindsay at fifty-two hundred, but. Uh... You know, you don't know what kind of workload he's going to get. Royce Freeman's 4,300. Uh, I feel like Lindsay, if I had to play one of them, they, it's really, really hard to predict. Because Freeman had a good preseason. He's got something to prove. Uh, but Lindsay had such a great uh, rookie season that I feel that uh, they're motivating both backs here. By by splitting the workload, one wants probably wants to play out the other. I don't know if it's a friendly competition or not. I would assume that it is because you haven't heard any backbiting in the press, but you never know what goes on inside the locker room. Whether it's friendly competition or unfriendly, both these guys want to outplay each other, and we've seen better from Lindsay than we have from Freeman, which would make me want to use Lindsay in a cash game, but Freeman more in a tournament. Uh, Fifty two hundred for Lindsay. And 4,300 for Freeman. Obviously, if you want to spend up more, you're going to use Freeman. But I feel more confident in Lindsay. Rather use him in a cash game and take the shot of Freeman in a GPP.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you on that one, Scott. Yeah, uh, Lindsay would be the safer bet definitely for cash games. Uh, It is worth noting he is coming off of surgery. He saw 21 live snaps in the preseason. he look, you know, look look sharp, he look, you know, still making good cuts. Uh, just you question his football shape a little bit. I know he got a little bit less work than Freeman did. Um, and, and Freeman did look great. And it's funny, they kind of flipped roles, you know, to where Freeman was dealing with a lot of injuries last year. And now, you know, this year we got Lindsey coming off. But I expect the snap share for them two to be uh, pretty equal tonight.
0: Then you have Josh Jacobs at 5,000. I love this guy in the preseason. Uh, high end RB2 for me as a seasonal draft pick, but now I like him a little bit less. Now, look, the kid had a great all around talent. He's going to stay on the field because he can pass block, uh, you can catch passes out of the backfield. But I feel like now he's the Raiders' best offensive player, and that means more defensive attention and going to have to work harder for his yardage. He's only $5,000, though. Uh, so I do like him as a cash game play, but in GPP, I feel like he's lacking upside. Like I almost want to go Johnson Freeman at running back tonight. Uh, you know, with Josh with Josh Jacobs now, uh, there's also going to be less scoring drives than I anticipated without Antonio Brown to finish off. I felt like Brown was such a key offensive player from now and now, guys like Josh Jacobs and Terrell Williams get more defensive attention.
1: Yeah, this, this offseason, the, the Raiders really, really centered their offense around Antonio Brown. Like I, I talked about this in my article, this untimely departure puts the offensive spotlight on that rookie, uh, Josh Jacobs, who had a fantastic camp, we're hearing nothing but great things about him. But like you said, now he becomes the focal part of this offense and uh, makes the Denver Broncos uh, job on the defensive side a little bit easier. They've got, they've got a, a perennial wide receiver that they don't have to worry about now. Their next best threat is Tyrell Williams uh, at 4.4K on DK, and he does not draw a very good matchup uh, from, uh, from the cornerback on the Broncos' side.
0: If we're looking at a punt, what do you think about Jalen Rashard at 3,600? Uh, right. if, 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 the, if the Raiders are playing catch-up here, it makes sense. It does make sense. And, uh, he's
1: a good PPR guy. I think he's good for GPPs. Uh, this, the, these small slates like this, uh, sometimes those small, small outputs from these players, you know, you get seven, eight, nine fantasy points is all you need to separate yourself. So I think he's a good play. He does have PPR upside and he's a decent pivot away from Jacobs.
0: All right. So running quarterback, we like, uh, watching the best. And then, uh, and then Breeze and running back. Uh, we're gonna we are going to we are looking at David Johnson. Uh, I mean Duke Johnson. I'm sorry, David played yesterday. Uh, I look at the screen. I see D Johnson. Automatically think David and not Duke. Uh, we we like Duke Johnson. We like Royce Freeman. We like Alvin Kamara. Uh, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins uh, versus Michael Thomas. Eight thousand versus seventy eight hundred. It comes down to which you which you like better. Uh, if you're gonna go, if I feel like though, you know, we we have to connect the the wide receiver with the with the quarterback here. So we got to rate a Hopkins first at eight thousand, and uh, Thomas second at seventy eight hundred.
1: Yeah, if I'm rating the two like uh, like you just said, you got to correlate. So if you're running if you're running Hopkins in your lineup, you, you're gonna or if you're running uh, Deshaun Watson, you're gonna run Hopkins. If you're gonna run Breeze run michael thomas if i had to pick one over the other i think i'm going to go with uh michael thomas in this matchup
0: all right somebody needs to tell DraftKings that antonio brown is no longer on oakland because he's registered at seven thousand. i strongly suggest you don't use him tonight
1: yeah don't don't give your money away stay away from ab's he's probably hanging out at the house right now
0: yeah uh, Antonio probably run right around the backyard. Emmanuel Sanders is fifty five hundred, and he looked good in the preseason. But this guy, uh, according to the, all the medical reports that I read, uh, came back too early from his Achilles injury, and he's a risk to go down at any time. So I, I, I would definitely fade Emmanuel Sanders for health concerns.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and you've got you've got a young Corlin Sutton right under him, uh, who makes for a great play. Um, so. I'm with you on the Sanders fade. I like Courton Sutton. And then this also gives a small bump to Deshaun Hamilton too. So if you're looking for some uh, extra salary, you're in a pinch, you can go to Deshaun Hamilton for 4.2K on DraftKings.
0: Yeah, Cortland Sutton for 4500 uh Kiki Q and uh, Deshaun Hamilton at 4200 We like Flacco as our third best fantasy quarterback and maybe that GPP play. So you want to connect him with Sutton. Uh, I don't like Hamilton as long as Sanders is in there. Sanders can come out of the game at any time. So I, I lean towards Sutton. You know, he, he knows that he has to be the number one wide receiver. He was saying it in uh, preseason interviews, and he's going to go and try and, uh, you know, grab that. Uh, tough matchup for Tyrell Williams, but he's just 4,400. So I think he's going to be a widely owned play. Maybe another reason to pivot off of him.
1: Ah, uh, the only other pivot that I could really see off of Tyrell Williams on the Raiders side is Hunter Renfro, at uh, three point six K on DraftKings. Um, a lot of question marks coming in. I mean, they they don't have a lot of depth at the wide wide receiver uh, position. Um, so it really, he's the only option I think I would go to uh, on the wide receiver side.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to Kenny Stills at thirty nine hundred. What I'm saying with is with Williams, just don't use him. Spend him up. Spend up for forty five hundred instead. Right. Yeah, Absolutely but you are agree. you're gonna are gonna need a third third wide receiver here. So uh, I'm looking like the build is is Hopkins and Sutton. But who he, you know are you gonna go with the upside for Will Fuller for your third at 5300?
1: I mean, that's where I want to go. I, I just think that on this Houston Texans side with the bolstering of the offensive line, I think Watson's gonna have a little more time to throw, and he loves to throw it to Will Fuller, and we know he's a guy that can take the top off of the defense. Uh, So, if he comes back in full form tonight, he could be in for a big game.
0: What about Austin Carr as a punt at uh, 3,100?
1: Austin Carr, that is an interesting play. I don't personally see myself getting there. I think I'd rather go with, uh, like, a Tedkin Jr. or a Traquan Smith uh, as a punt if I'm going to reach that low.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm off again. Uh, I think Smith quietly showed some things during the preseason and to kind of – you know how teams don't always tip their hand in the preseason. You didn't see a lot of Traquan Smith. But when I watched some camp film of him, I saw that his fundamentals, his route running, et cetera, uh, the way he got in and out of his breaks really improved. And I think they're saving that for the regular season. So I like Traquan Smith a lot as a GPP value at 3800
1: yeah, I'm with you there, man. That is, uh, he has a premium value, and I know he had a lot of, a lot of games last year where they expected a little more out of him. But uh, I think he'll be a more focal part of this offense this season, especially with no Ingram there. But I know they have Murray, but I think they'll put a little more emphasis on the pass and try to get him some looks.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're looking at this as like a two-game slate. Uh, our favorites are Hopkins, Thomas, Sutton, and Traquan Smith. Uh, at tight end, uh, Jared Cook comes in an even a better situation. That he did last year at, uh, at 4,900, playing with it with even better quarterback. Uh, you're, I don't mind spending 4,900 for him. And uh, he's really the only tight end, tight end I can feel confident on this late. The other one is Darren Waller. Uh, he's 3,400, he's more of a punt. Uh, Cook could be widely owned, so maybe you want to go with Waller. Uh, Noah Fant if 3,000, had an up-and-down preseason. Those are really the only three you could consider. I'm comfortable with, with spending up for Cook. Uh, you know, With no Antonio Brown there, Waller's going to get some looks, but some more defensive attention. I, I'm very comfortable with Cook. Uh, Waller and Fant are gambles, but those are the kind of guys that can make differences in GPPs.
1: Yeah, the only the I, I pretty much got my tight end uh, pulled narrowed down to two guys. Obviously, the first one being Jared Cook. I think the only other direction I go uh, is Darren Waller. Um, I just I'm not seeing it with this Broncos unit. They're dealing with a lot of injuries with tight ends, and uh, no fan is their is their number one guy coming in. And I don't I don't really see it with them tonight. So I'm going Jared Cook, and then and, uh, and then pivot to Darren Waller and GPPs.
0: Yeah, I love Jared Cook as a, a dynasty guy. Uh, but, but I'm sorry, I, I love Noah Fant as a dynasty guy. Defensively, probably not smart to spend for the Raiders at 2,300. The Texans are still a good defense at 2,500. Uh, to me, it's either you spend up for the Broncos at 3,500, or the best matchup, or you go with Houston at 2,500. Uh, I think they probably have a a better chance of keeping the score down, maybe the Saints get more sacks though uh defense is tough here. uh I feel like the Texas won't be widely owned, so maybe I'll use them the g p p uh the Saints are a safer cash game, play, and the Broncos are the best spent.
1: yeah, I've got Broncos on top of my list as well. I'm not- I'm not drawing a ton of attention to that Houston and New Orleans games, but like you said, uh, I don't think defense is really going to be the deciding factor tonight. I think they'll all hover around the five to eight point range. There's definitely going to be some scoring in both of these games. So um, in GPPs, I think you pay down in cash games. I think you go a little safer with the Broncos.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to the wind daily podcast for today, uh, September 10th. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, get an early look at quarterbacks for the upcoming week and also uh, some seasonal waiver options. Thanks a lot for listening.